0: This is a personal and private recording by an ex-member of the U.S. Air Force. Codename, Darkwater. Case file 1, designated, Stonefall. Log 3. I looked at the sheriff, standing at the bottom of the path, and he looked back at me. He was unemotional. I was furious. You fucking bastard, I shouted, striking towards him. You gave those kids to Elias. You knew where they were the whole time. You, he shushed me. And as I went to hit him, he grabbed my wrist. I yanked my hand away from his, telling him not to touch me. Perhaps we could discuss this in my office, he said. Like we did the last time when you were gracious enough to give me a grain of information, failing to mention that you knew where they were. You knew the whole time he said my name to cut me off. I saw his eyes were now looking to the windows of Grace and her neighbors. So Grace didn't know the whole story then. He hadn't come clean to her. I was causing a scene, and I was delighted. The only thing that stopped me from shouting everything, right there, right then, was that I knew Martha might hear me. Whatever she remembered, she was still a traumatized little girl that had been missing for two weeks. She didn't need me making things worse. I wanted to be better than that, better than the people who were here. I stood in his office, waiting, while he took his time. He closed the door, offered me a drink, pulled up the chair behind his desk, and made himself comfortable. I'm guessing you spoke to Mr. Brazel, he said eventually. When I demanded to know where he was, the sheriff simply said that he was missing. Which, if that was true, meant it couldn't have been Elias Brazel who had knocked on the door of the larder to rouse me. Then the sheriff looked at me but until 20 minutes ago, you were missing too. I told him I was only gone one night, and then made the comment that by Stonefall standards, that meant all they'd have to do was search the woods a couple times, then wait for me to show up anyway. I asked the sheriff why Martha didn't remember Johnny, and he told me he didn't know. He could tell by my reaction that I thought that was bull but he assured me he was telling the truth. Have you ever told the truth to me? I asked him. What were you going to do if Johnny and Martha never came back and you knew all the time that you had been responsible for handing them over? He cut me off again, telling me I only had one side of the story. Brazel has his own reason for telling you things just as much as me. I demanded that he tell me, slamming my hands onto his desk leaning over him the bonsai tree on the edge of his desk wobbled out of a sense of pettiness I tapped it with my finger and knocked it onto the floor mud spilt everywhere he looked down at it and I relished the look of annoyance on his face I warned him that the moment I told the Air Force what had happened here they would be all over this town no they won't he was so cocky so sure of himself. He told me I wasn't here to investigate anything but to debunk the stories. If they'd had sent anyone else but you, they'd have been here three days, then pissed off and left us alone. Even Elliot Hall couldn't deter you. It dawned on me then. That was the reason I had never seen Elliot Hall before. The sheriff explained he was a friend from the force in New Haven. I told him that my boss had encouraged me to stay on in spite of that, and the sheriff (laughs) scoffed. Great. There are only three government officials who actually care about flying saucers, and they all get involved in my town. I asked who the third was. That woman. She arrived not long after you. Made herself at home up at the old house. That way you talked to Brazel as well? and he told you that I had delivered the children to him, and he had given them to the extraterrestrials?" I was nodding. He looked me in the eye. This isn't about Johnny Lewis anymore. The town won't be talking about him, and I would strongly recommend you do the same. You don't want to upset Martha, or my kids for that matter. So I asked him what the hell had happened in that town hall. I wasn't there, so I don't know, but your deputy said I wasn't there. Do you believe what Elias Brazel has told you about the night those kids went missing? I told him I didn't know what to believe. I didn't want to believe that there were even extraterrestrials, let alone that they were visiting us and that he had been part of offering up two children to them. You make it sound like some kind of ritual sacrifice. You make it sound like me and Brazel wanted them to come to harm. This town is a shell of what it used to be. This is what happens when there's trauma. It strips out the inside of a place and the gap is filled with paranoia and blame. Like we don't have enough of that. I sometimes think that maybe without the Reds and Cuba and the Kennedys, that this could have been half a normal town again. But how can it be? We look around us and the world is fallen apart. And so we look up instead and find there is something up there, something that could be wonderful, but isn't. It's something we can't even understand, and it's terrifying. This town is not a good place to be, but it is my home, and I support it. Sometimes it goes too far, I can understand that. It's coming from a place of pain. I've tried to make some things better here, but sometimes all I'm able to do is minimize the damage, and sometimes all I can do is delay it. It felt to me like that was an admission. That he had given the kids to Elias and whoever he was communicating with in order to save them. And perhaps this was why he hadn't gone to the town hall because he knew the town were going to succeed in their conditioning second time around and there was nothing more he could do. I was seething with fury. I felt that if he'd have told me more, then I could have helped him. Or maybe if I hadn't listened to the woman from the bar, if I'd gone straight to the town hall, I could have made a difference on my own. Johnny was still missing. Maybe that really was the best outcome. Or maybe this town had just gotten inside my head. Last time we had spoken in this room, The sheriff had told me that when the stones had fallen, the blame had fallen in the right place. So I asked him the question he had avoided the first time. Where had that blame fallen? The extraterrestrials? He folded his hands together and looked like he was settling in to tell me a story. You know, there were sightings before that thing at Roswell before Maury Island and the Foo Fighters and official investigations, long before Yarlot existed. There was one in Aurora in Texas in 1897. The crash of some unexplained craft and a dead pilot. They buried it in the cemetery. You know, that's only a 45-minute drive from where Kennedy was assassinated. Isn't that odd? He looked at me like he found the story amusing. Before this town became Stonefall in 34, there were sightings here. Lots of them. Though they hadn't quite coined the term flying saucers then. We had a special interest in them. A fascination with what could be lying beyond our comprehension. That's where the stories about that statue in the town square came from that it was left here by the men from another world. Lots of us had seen lights in the sky growing up. I had my own sighting. People in this town believed. And after the stormfall happened, we stopped believing. Things soured. A fascination for the beyond became a disgust for him. The town was sickened, and anyone who believed was shunned. Anyone who was an outsider was shunned because of the trauma and because of the need to keep that trauma a secret. We couldn't trust anybody. I wanted to tell him that I had spoken to people in this town. They had been quite open about their beliefs, quite open with me. I wanted desperately to believe that there was some good here, that there was some hope. But really, the sheriff was just confirming what I had known about the people here all along. Their distrust of the outsider. The palpable sense of fear. I was conscious he had still avoided telling me just who was to blame. Before I could ask again, he leant forward, spoke to me in a way he had never spoken to me before. You are no longer welcome in this town he told me. You have a day to get out. If you are here any longer, then I will find you and arrest you. You can tell your superiors that the lights in the sky were nothing worth investigating and you can leave us to our lives. I do not owe you any of this town's secrets and you already know more than enough. He sat back in his chair. It's been real nice working with you. Stonefall was created and written by James Mortimer. It is read and co-developed by Rebecca Malewish. Music by Kevin MacLeod at incompetechfilmmusic.io, licensed under Creative Commons. Please see the description for a full list of tracks used. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Stonefall Drama. Episodes released on the 1st and 15th of every month.